We're back. Let's get dirty. <laughs> this is when you, you knew the Eagles had attitude now. They were like, we've been drinking and shit. This is a pretty fucking... I love the breakdown where they start whispering and shit. Dude, Don Henley's a fucking hit maker. They got the talk box going. It's Joe Walsh, dude. As soon as Joe Walsh joined the band, it was like, we're going to get some dirt on our hands. No more of this country shit. This is cocaine. Get out. Yeah. Here we go. You knew from that ride symbol, they were like, we're fucking fighting in the streets now, dude. It's a song that you get ready to fight somebody. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a fucking aggressive song, dude. <laughs> and it's not a metal song, but you're just sitting there, like, cracking your knuckles, looking across the bar at that dude that you're just going to fucking fuck up because you got fired today. It just starts building. Like, you don't fight at the beginning of the song. No. You're just like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Do you think you throw that sucker punch after the whispers? <laughs> like the whispers are the ones that throw you over the edge? Like, hippie, hippie, hippie. Yeah. Come on, pretty mama. It's not a hard, like, heavy song, but it's just fucking grimy. made you think to bring this song in i was i just had my shit on uh shuffle when i was driving over and this song came on and i was like Mm-mm, this song's fucking legit and then i i, I thought all about, the jerk offs and the fancy cars yeah dude just, did you ever watch that eagles documentary no i don't it's think the so fucking best dude even if you're not an eagles fan it's the just best. all the infighting dude and the stories have you have you ever heard the story about Joe Walsh and John Belushi? No. After after they both got rich, they tried to go to a fancy restaurant in New York one night in blue jeans, and the guy was like, I don't care who y'all are, there's a dress code, you can't fucking roll in here like that. And they were like, all right, we'll be back. And they went to a hardware store and bought black spray paint, and went to alley and spray painted their jeans black. No way. Yeah. And he talks about, they, they go in, they let him go in and eat dinner, and he said they stand up to leave, and the fucking chairs are stained with their... <laughs> That's pretty gangster. Yeah, he said they just went to alley and sprayed each other's fucking. Oh, here's the lick. That, this is when you're fighting. Like you're you're about to get off the bar stool and walk over there, and then this sets you off. I'm so money, dude. I'm gonna fuck up. Oh. Tablets of love. I forgot how good the song was. So good, dude. You're already walking over. It's going down right here. Hey, fuck face. 
bottle broken overhead. <laughs> Point style. <laughs> and it's, it's it's a really it's a really quick fight. Oh yeah. Because you you just fuck that guy up. Well, also because you waited to the end of the goddamn song to fight. Because <laughs> so you knew it was only going to take, yeah. take ten seconds. Right there, like you realize what you've this done. This right here, that wow, wow, that's that's his heart pumping and blood just pulsing <laughs> out of his fucking skull. <laughs> and also the cops, the sirens are linked up to it because they're pulling up. You know, you just see the, you know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I can't believe we just listened to a whole Eagle song. <laughs> we, we don't have to use it. <laughs> uh, I will. I will say this one more thing about the Eagles before we go on. Uh, on all that, uh, when was the first Eagles album? Nineteen seventy-two. Nailed it. When was their last studio album before they came back in the two thousands? Nineteen seventy-four. Nine. Mm. But still. In seven years, they put out their first album, Desperado, One of These Nights, Hotel California, and The Long Run in seven years. Damn. And then they were like, we hate each other. We're out. Yeah. Because we done all the coke. Yeah. We were the first ones to get it. <laughs> we did all of it. We hate each other more than anything. It, last thing about the Eagles, if you watch that documentary, they have a fucking recording from their last gig. Where Glenn Fry, for some reason, got them to play at a Republican governor's like re-election thing, mm-hmm. and they have a recording off the mixer of them playing. And uh, what's the guitar player that actually wrote Hotel California that gets all the money for it? Don, the other Don. Um, anyway, or the other Glenn. I'm sorry. Or it's him going. When we finish this, I'm going to kick your yeah. fucking ass. He's like, I've been writing your checks for fucking five, or five years, motherfucker. This last song, I'm going to fucking kick your... You're going to hear him throw a beer at him. It's insane, dude. Anyway, like, even if you don't like the Eagles, it's a really cool fucking documentary to watch. Uh, but yeah, the Eagles. What a way to start. You the didn't fucking- know. Hey, Those Shoes is a damn good song. You talking to the Rolex... Went out. We back. Welcome back, friends, semi friends, and quasi friends to the semi friendly podcast. I'm your host, Austin, joined by my excited co host, Coz, this week. What are you so excited about? I'm not excited about anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was, <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to get you to lean into it and throw out some. I, I see you got all these notes here. I figured you had something to get off your chest, but. Oh, no. This is all just, just backup shit for when you have nothing to say. <sighs> all right. Well, I'm going to go right into it. Okay. Uh, last night, I had a nightmare that I was a trucker, and I don't think I could do that job at all. Like, guy who drives from one end of the country to the other. Mm-hmm. That culture is always, um, I've always wondered about it. Because think about it, like, that's a very niche job, right? And Not really, because it's a huge market. It's not niche. I mean, like. And you, I prefer niche. Niche, whatever. Beach. Do you know somebody who does that for a living? Yeah, my. Uh, oh, fuck me. What? This is ruining my whole bit. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've never met. Oh, no. I've never met one. My mom's brother or her uncle 
it's either my uncle or my great uncle. One of them was, was a trucker and my grandma lives in Arkansas and like I would fly out there and like if he was catching a run back to Texas, he would take me back. Oh, really? Yeah. So you got to be in a big rig and all that? Mm-hmm. I just, it terrified me because immediately in the dream, I knew it was my job and I, and I also knew myself in the dream to where I was like, I can't fucking do this. I was like, I'm going to fall asleep at the wheel on mile 30 and that's it. Oh, uh, well, I think if I was a trucker, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd be like, guys, I'll get there when I get there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll so be like, like, okay, well, if you get here between this time and this time you get paid, anytime after that time, you're going to get a hundred bucks. I'd be like, okay, well, whatever this cargo is, it's now mine. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take the mafia a- now owns half of this because it's gonna fall off the back of the truck. Yeah, I am now the proud owner of you know twenty thousand mops, you know, <laughs> and all the Clorox. I'll yeah. be fucking slinging these at sideshow uh, uh, carnivals and shit. <laughs> I just it it terrified me. You know, whenever you find yourself in a dream and you know things, right? Like when you have a house that's totally not your house but in your dream you're like this is my house you know what i mean like i knew this was my big rig and i knew it was my job and i immediately started like calling people in the cb going i can't do this i'm gonna fall asleep (laughs) everybody's gonna die i'm gonna kill people on the road and i was like freaking out really and it woke me up yeah and so i was was, that's a job i could never do i know that about myself when i worked at the bank um there was quite a few truckers that would come deposit their checks there and stuff because it was a walmart bank or whatever Mm -hmm. and after after interacting with them and like just seeing guys at truck stops or whatever, you can, you get a vibe for what their whole world is because they all have dirt under their fingernails. Yeah. And it's not from like labor. It's like from scratching their balls or something. It's dead skin. And, yeah. And their, their fucking cabin smells like smoke and fucking straight taint. <laughs> Not my, not my uncles or whatever, but you can just tell that that's because they're just sitting in their own filth for hours, hours. upon hours. And they've seen, they've seen the country, but they've never seen the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, I don't have what it takes. I know that about myself. I'd, I'd be like you. I'd be like, hey, you're going to get that's this That's what they cargo. have truck stops and rest stops for. I'd be like, I'm utilizing what's on the road. The shit will be there when it when it's there. You know what I mean? I'm not driving through the night and you know not sleeping and all that bullshit. Like doing meth to fucking yeah. stay up, and then lot lizards are all over your truck. And yeah, I couldn't. Mm-mm. But uh, also, what's the longest you ever been without a shower? Maybe um, sometimes I'll take a shower on Friday. I take a shower every morning. Um, before I go to work, but sometimes I'll take a shower on a Friday and I may not catch a, another shower till Sunday morning. But you don't have a, like, I know I went this many days without one. No. I went five days once. That's I was, fucking disgusting. I was, well, when you're camping, maybe, but. I, I was going to say, I was a teenager at my grandparents down in Galveston. And I just fucking. Did you at least get in the ocean? I got in their pool, but that that's didn't still, count. That's still, no, that's close. I, I was counting it as that, but I know it doesn't count. And I was just listening to Limp Biscuit, Significant Other, that whole summer because it just came out. We talked about that. And at least you got wet and like rinsed the the natural oils and stuff. That yeah, are I wasn't rocking the dirt under yeah, the fingernail. Yeah. I like if I go more than two days without a shower, I'm like, because you know, you can feel it. You get all grimy. You and feel the film building up gamey. on a, every 
every orifice and or whenever you go to take your pants off to sit on the toilet <laughs> and it just the wind blows up you know what i mean and you're just like oh man <laughs> and you're like you look at it around like does anybody else smell that <laughs> like did it go underneath the door door <laughs> you hear your wife in the other room like what the fuck is it you know like you know what I'm talking about, dude. When you go too long, I may or may not know what you're yeah, talking fuck you, you about. Yeah, you know, you, you just go to sit down on the toilet and it goes. <laughs> it's like powder, just fucking. Yeah, it just. I don't know. I sometimes I'll you know like on the weekend, like especially in the past in the summer when I've been working outside a bunch on the house and stuff. Like I was taking like three or more showers a day just because. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, but, plus that after you sweat a lot. Like yeah, nothing's you just better feel it than sitting on you. Nothing's better than going and taking a shower because yeah, if you if you sit there, you know, and you feel it, and it's like it's just as grime. You can't yeah. s- and things get slick. You went five days without a shower, dude. Yeah, dude. Mm. And I, I was counting the pool because I hopped in the pool every day. I was counting that oh. as my shower. Okay, well that's that's that's. I guess that's different than five days straight of just going about normal business. I think the longest I've ever been is like three days and family vacation gone horribly wrong. People got hurt. We had to spend uh, nights in the ER in Denver. Oh. And so it was like, and my mom didn't have, I don't think she had the money to get a hotel room. It was kind of a family vacation with aunts and uncles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually like my grandma was like, Hey, I'll, I'll get y'all some money like wired to you so you can stay in a hotel because I was like on the floor screaming because I was so gross. Like, you know what I mean? Like I hate that feeling, man. But the question I was going to ask you is, is there a job out there that you know in your heart of hearts, you know, is not for you and you would fucking fail at it no matter how hard you tried. Yes. What is it? Being a salesman. Really? I, your whole job depends on your ability to con somebody into buying this product or service. And I just don't care about any product or service enough to believe in it enough to convince someone else that it's for them. You could be a salesman. I couldn't be a salesman, dude. I'd be like, you either want it or you don't. Now, that's not to say I couldn't be successful as a salesman because sometimes, you know, you can catch the right people that are susceptible to that mentality of you want it or you don't. And if the product's good enough, it half the time it'll sell itself. But me, but me convincing somebody, I don't care enough to be enthusiastic about like a car salesman. I'd be like, you want the black one or the white one? Like, well, what about, I'm like, do you want the black one or would you like the white one? You know what I mean? You didn't, I don't care. Well, the white one has a sunroof and the black one has power. No, 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 no. Which one are you leaving with today? Yeah. You would be dude. Quit checking your... Quit. I want to read it. No. What, is it funny? Yeah. Okay, what is it? <laughs> if it's about work, I don't want to hear about it's it. It's about my wife. Okay. My wife just texted me, which she knows not to text while we're doing this. Yeah. Unless it's an emergency. Yeah. So I got the text. I looked at my watch to see. It was from my wife, and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Something bad happened. I was about to stop the recording. Uh-huh. And it's... uh. I had a few drinks to watch Hill House with the dog, and now I'm terrified. <laughs> and then the crying emoji. That's the emergency, babe. Really? Y'all, y'all haven't watched Hill House? No, we've watched it. Uh-oh. But I, if I, I, I explained 
last week that once you watch something and you get the scares out, you watch it the second time and it waters down the experience. I want to have the memory of the first time. You don't I want it to it. be tainted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome and it was so good. Yeah. I don't want to fuck. I don't want to ruin that. The only good thing about that one is you can see a lot of shit that now that you know how everything's There's going. There's so many hidden yeah. ghosts, dude. Yeah. But um, but she's been like last Halloween. She's like, we really need to watch Hill House again. I'm like, mm-mm. We don't. It's already been out that long? It's two years. Oh. She was like, we really need to watch it. I was like, no, we don't. We don't need to watch it. No. Yeah. Did y'all watch that Bly Manor? We're in the middle of it. I stopped watching it after a couple episodes. It's really good. It gets it gets episode four on. It gets really, really good. It's not scary at all. No. Not one Somebody bit. said it's like um, almost like a soap opera. It's very much a drama that happens to include ghosts, maybe. Yeah. Um, but... She's been beating me down about it. I'm like, you just need to watch it by yourself. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I guess she got the courage to start watching it by herself while we're doing this and uh, had a drink or two. And now she's terrified. And Nice. Anyway, um, so a salesman, huh? Yeah, I couldn't be. <sighs> I'd love to see you. I'd it, love to see somebody pay you a million dollars to sell a Toyota Prius well, to like, somebody. So the industry I work in, like the salesmen that sell all these, all these devices and stuff, they make... Cause it's like a you know two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollar device. They make a huge commission off of that, right? And I see you know I talk I talk to these salesmen all the time. I'm like, how many of these things that we just bought do you need to sell to make your nut in a year? He's like maybe three or four. I'm like, Ugh. and you're like I just bought twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But no, I just I I would rather have a salary or a uh, hourly pay and just. I, I know what to expect and I can live accordingly. Whereas the double edged sword of the salesman is you can have the best year of your life or you could just, you know what I mean? Barely scrape by. And I want just that consistent, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I will say that. And that to me, that's not even a skill selling stuff. That's it's, it's a skill. Well, it's, it's a attribute that you can utilize, but it's not like, to me, it's not a necessarily a real profession because if the world fucking ended, what are you gonna do? Sell uh, your three squirrels for this guy's two <laughs> rabbit no. feet? You know what, what you I mean? do is, if you're the salesperson, you hook up with the biggest, strongest dude who's running the post apocalypse, right? The warlord of the guy the, that's of the got region. access to all the water, right? Or, or 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 whatever, and then you sell everybody in the Commonwealth on why they need to bow down to this dude. <laughs> He could sell by brute force, but no. or you could sell him, or you're selling him on policies. Hey man, that, quit making them drink the you're piss. You're thinking more politics now than than actual. I'm talking about a salesman. I'm just, it's the same side of skills. You're persuading people to do things. Okay, skill skill wise, but I'm talking about profession. I got you. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the like, profession I right. don't. I I that's the one thing I couldn't do. I. I will say, as a as a previous salesperson, uh, my favorite thing about the job was that you wrote your own paycheck. Right. And the worst part about the job is that you were you write your own paycheck. If you have anything going on in life and you're not good at, at leaving it at the door, or setting it aside to do the work that you need to do, oof. It, yeah, I mean, uh, time not time management, but like prioritizing. You've got to be on top of that shit. Otherwise, you're just gonna be making that base pay. What if, or what if there was no base pay? You know, a lot of them don't. A lot of them lot are commission of only. Re, real sales positions don't commission pay only. anything yeah. but commission. But uh, all right. So my, mine's definitely truck driver though, because dude, like, 
between the just driving. If I have to drive more than an hour and a half, I'm so I'm so ADD and shit that like if I have to just sit there for a long period of time, I have to find something to keep my brain juiced and and, and awake. I can't tell you how many times my wife's not going to like to hear this. I can't tell you how many times I've almost fallen asleep at the wheel in the middle of the day. Yeah. Just from the boredom of, I've heard this song a million times. The road looks the same. Nothing exciting is going on. My wife's asleep. I'm like, maybe I go to sleep. You know, I'm not really, but you know what I mean? (laughs) That's just that autopilot. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's so scary. We already talked about that. But, um, but but the trucker is definitely top of the list. Not only that, but the dirtiness of it, the sitting in your own filth. Yeah. I see all these custom cabins that dudes do to try to entertain themselves. Yeah. Like they'll build gaming PCs or like crazy bunk beds that'll hold, host a whole harem of lot lizards, <laughs> you know? And then there's that. Like you pull over to Love's to refill your truck and 40, 50-year-old has-been strippers run out with their tits out. I mean, that's a perk. That's not a perk. That's you know that would be the one thing like if AIDS? I'm I'm like is there a sign on bonus, and is there a guarantee of lot lizards? <laughs> They're like yeah you get a couple thousand dollars sign on bonus and here is a map of your route uh, and and where the the lot lizard concentration is heavy. Is, is there an app like Tinder for There's truckers? Gotta be. For There's got to be. Well, they have their own. Uh, communication frequency. You know what I mean? It's you not probably, even a smartphone app. It's just the it's CB the radio. You know, you could just get on there and go, hey, where the pussy at? <laughs> hey, brother, love's on, you know, Highway 192. They out there, they out there by the hundreds. Bandit, this is smoke. Yeah, like this is fucking, <laughs> looking for that uh, poontang. Oh, yeah, what's well, your next rest stop? You know, like, Dude, oh yeah, they wouldn't have smartphones or anything. They're no. just and and the cops aren't listening to CB radio because nobody has one besides the truckers. All right, yeah. And the, and the and, the and they all lizards. have their own code anyways. You know what I mean? As far as you know, uh, their own language. So you know they can even if somebody's listening, they all have their own terminology for um, drugs and everything, co- coochie and all that. Cops stuff. do lot lizards. Are they entrepreneurs? Do they are they their own boss or is there a lot lizard pimp? Oh, I'm sure there is, but I think that's also just a lot of people that are down on their luck, you know? I don't see anybody, you know, growing up, and they're like, oh, I want to be a vet. Well, I want to be somebody that <laughs> sells my my cooch for $20 a pop to guys with ball film underneath their nails, you know? The, the, do you think there's classes of lot lizards? Is oh, there some sure. that go, There's a tiered you got to go take that shower inside that loves. They got the showers in there. I know it. And you better buy me two bags of beef jerky on your way out. <laughs> if there's not six Slim Jims in your back pocket when you come back, totally I'm taking the Shoelace Express over to the next gas station. Like, yeah, there's got to be a secret map of lot lizards throughout the country, right? Oh, yeah. There's there's, there's definitely a, you know, and it's probably somebody went through the time to make a nice map and there's a legend down at the bottom. Like Excel that spreadsheet, has, yeah. like tier lists, of fucking yeah. S tier. And then so... The only the last question I'll have about this is is there a high end? Like, hey man, I could make it another thirty miles and make it to the fucking, you know, Casa Bonita, the fucking <laughs> creme de la creme of lot lizards. The fuel city. You know, it's probably outside of Las Vegas, I would think. No, because if you're gonna go if you're gonna look at like uh the champagne of uh parking lot pussy <laughs> you you gotta go to like Remember there was like the back pages and like yeah. you know what I mean. You just look for your area that you're going through. I guess you at that point you just hire an escort. 
Yeah, you don't just you pick just, up whatever's you in just the parking lot. Pull up your fucking Walmart eighteen wheeler over to their house or something. You don't have to meet them in a shitty gas station. You can go bang her in her shanty. You know what I mean? Oh my god! So now if I ever see a Walmart eighteen wheeler in a residential <laughs> street, I'm gonna. Oh, I know what's going on. Yep. See, yeah, it's a bordello of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what do you got? I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't know why I was thinking about it, but I was thinking about it's the little things in life that make it you know what i mean and i was thinking about i'll tell you mine but what is one of the best days or time you've ever had and it was just nothing but a a, a culmination of the little things that made it something great i will tell you that day um and this is a really important day for me and it's so dumb but I woke up early in the morning. I walked out of my apartment. My roommate at the time was asleep. I walked out of my apartment. I grabbed my next door neighbor. I think it was Bolt. I think you went with me too. And we drove to Best Buy and we picked up 13th Step the day it came out. Do you remember this? No. I think you were with me and we listened to it on the way back. I don't remember the faces. I just remember the feeling. Uh, and then when we went, we stopped and ate at Tia's. So we, oh. yeah, dude. So we went and picked up 13 Step. This is sounding we, like a real good day. Dude, we just drove around listening to the album for like an hour. And then we went to Tia's and we sat down and we got the sampler. Like all of us, all three of us got the sampler platter. I think you were there. I, I It was a long time ago. It was 17 years ago. It sounds really good. I hope I was there. Um, but we ate the sampler platter, right? And just did that. Came home, came back, just listened to the album. So it oh, was so good. And then I, um, I dropped you off. Bolt went to the to his apartment. I went upstairs, and there was a six pack of beer on the counter. My roommate had went out grocery shopping, and he had paid some dude money to get us beer. So there's a six pack of beer on the thing, and I was just like, oh man! I cracked open a beer, put the CD in the uh, PlayStation Two, and just sat there on the couch by myself drinking beer as an 18 year old and listening to the album. It was the best day ever. Dude, that just, sounds just for that. like such a good day. <laughs> right? That that album, you know, defines those couple of years for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, to have all that go on in one day, I don't know if I could beat that. <laughs> Tia's, dude. That's such a good day. I had, this isn't mine, but I remember this one time, um, me and you didn't hang out a whole lot, but I had a really good time. One time you picked me up in the BMW and we picked up Chester Cheeto, uh, Mitch Hedberg, and your dad, and we went to Mars Music. Yeah, dude. We and, just fucking and went. just jamming music. And I went there and watched y'all play instruments, and that was such a good day. Those those days were very frequent. Oh my god, do you remember that? <laughs> what uh, we were driving down Walnut Hill, and I was listening to a Dream Theater song that had police sirens in it. Uh-uh. You don't remember? And my dad freaked out because he had a beer in his, <laughs> his, his fucking thermos. And my dad was like fucking looking around and like hiding his thermos everywhere. And then finally he was like, God damn, man, was that the song? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you got to tell somebody, dude. I'm breaking the law back here. You got to tell me. I thought cops were coming to take me away. And I was like, sorry, dude. Oh, my bad. He was so fucking pissed. Dude, I used to go to Mars with Chester Cheeto. Huh? And uh, we'd go in two separate cars. And I remember oh, one, one time he bought a bass up there. No. He was borrowing a bass, and it was in the back seat of his car. But we would drive home, and I would drive behind him, and he would have his bass out the window, 
like driving home playing bass on one what? of those. Yeah. While driving? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, all the time, dude. Man, that was that was a really you're right, dude. That was a really good Yeah. Oh. I remember we did the same thing. Uh me, uh, our bearded friend and Bolt. Uh we went and got the uh the first of the double system. Oh, um, memorize and hypnotize or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went and got that first album and, uh, we drove around all day and we went and I swear, I feel like we went to like the fucking JFK museum or something too. <laughs> In Dallas. Just yeah. Cause. Yeah. Something weird like that. Anyways, that was really fun. But, um, so my day is, um, I think we had just gotten a recliner cause I've always wanted a dad recliner. There we, it is. And we had just gotten it, I think. And my wife and the kids went um, on vacation with her mom to, I don't know, fucking uh, Disney World. No, to West Texas, to like the Panhandle or something, Amarillo or Midland or something. Somewhere really exciting. Yeah, some somewhere. Is that I, when they went to Nebraska? No, no, they went. I don't know. They went out there. I don't know, family thing or something. <laughs> um, anyways, so. I sat down in the recliner and I knew it was going to be a good day because I went and picked up a Chipotle burrito. Yeah. Double meat. I was, I was feeling froggy that day. And those burritos. You planned on falling asleep in that goddamn dude, chair. Those burritos take me for like 40 minutes to eat. A double, double meat uh, Chipotle burrito. Anyways, I started watching this thing on Netflix that people were talking about, but I didn't know anything about it. And it was Stranger Things. <laughs> and it was the best day of my life because I was in my boxers, eating Chipotle, binge watched like three or four episodes of Stranger Things in a row. And I was just in pure... In your recliner. I was in pure Chipotle fucking Stranger Things bliss. And I was just like, does it fucking get any better than this, No dude? wife. No kids. No clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need for the best day ever. No wife, no kids, no clothes. That's it, done. dude. Dude, that's a good day. Yeah, I, I. It doesn't beat your day. Your day sounds so good, dude. That day was like, I knew when I was going to bed that night. I was like, this is a really, really important day. Like, yeah. it's not obviously best days of the lives. There's those small days, and then there's the big days, right? The days your kids are born, the days you're married, you know, all that stuff. The big achievement days. But for me, like that one sticks out so hard because it was just like it had almost everything I wanted. Great friends, great music, Tia's. I would say great food, but I'm going to say Tia's because <laughs> rest in peace, Tia's. We right. miss you. We miss you so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then just getting – I miss the days where I could have my own mind. Yeah. When the world isn't bothering you, right? The promise of the future wasn't sold to us correctly. They didn't let us know that you can be accessed at any time, right? So, like, if somebody needs something from you, they can't just call your house phone and that's it. They can text you, right. call you, Facebook message you. You know, nobody told us this. Nobody told you that your entire day will be spent getting nagged. Right. Whether it's your job or other people. Just life is a, nobody told you life is such a fucking beat down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can be. Yeah. And yeah. With it's those, what you do with that beat down that totally. makes you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, whenever you look at an iPhone 
I don't. I've never looked at an iPhone. You've seen people's iPhones. I guess. The red notification bubble at no. the top that tells you that you... Oh, over like oh, over the apps yeah, icon yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. that just shows that there's activity. There's like a number there, right? Yeah. It'll be like one or three or five or whatever. I know who the real monsters are in the world because, for for example, let me get my phone here. Uh, if I pull up my phone and you look at my text messages app, you see that there's no red letter by that, right? Oh, people with hundreds and hundreds of on unread them. text messages, dude. People that just don't even give the common courtesy of reading the text message. What do you got? No, I'm just looking to see what my situation is. No, I got nothing. See your money. That's a that's a stand up person, but all like somebody at work will be like, "Hey, check this out. I need help with this," and they'll pull out their phone and I'll see their text messages and they'll have like 350 <laughs> unread text monsters, messages and I'm just dude. like, "You're a motherfucker, dude!" Like, but then I think about it, and that's what I was to you guys, for like f- four years, right? For for actually longer than that. That's why you're only a semi-friend and not a best friend because you were the worst kind of... And what's what's bad is I think you considered yourself a friend. I did. But you were nothing of the sort. No. And now that I see that, now that I know that about myself and I, you know, I see that in other people now and I'm just like, hey, that's a slippery slope, man. You got to fucking chill out. You got to at least text them back. Like, when you kill your wife... Six years from now, and you need help burying that body, you're going to wish you hadn't left so many people unread. Yeah. Because, or unread at all, you motherfucker. You might as well just get guy tattooed to your forehead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got to everybody, even yeah. your parents. Yeah. Like, with those great days also come the really bad days. And. Spit it out, man. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. There's bad days, and then there's landmark bad days. I'm not talking about landmark bad days. Oh, okay. Because those are the days that make you question everything where you're like, why, what are we even doing here? The landmark bad days are usually, for me, they involve death. Oh. Parents, animals, you know, all that stuff. But then there's the bad days. Like the regular bad days is I think what you thought I was talking about landmark bad days. Everything goes wrong. Fucking nothing goes right for you. You wake up and your back hurts and you're like... Oh, oh, I'm man. thinking about just like at work, like you're like, is this even the right profession for me? Oh, yeah. Dude. Is this even the right relationship for me? You know what I mean? You're just questioning everything. Those days suck because they start on a bad note and there's nothing you like. I've still never figured out the superpower that some people possess to where they can fully flush that out of their system by the time they go to bed at night. Well, you're pretty good. You're you're one of the more um, optimistic people. Yeah, at least at least on the surface. No, no you know, I, you, I totally you present am. yourself in a very optimistic fashion. Where I'm, the glass is, the glass is bone dry. It's not even half. <laughs> half the empty, water's an illusion, know? man. There's no water there. They're just holding you down, man. Yeah. No, I um, no, I I am very optimistic, but there's still bad. Like there's still days where it's just like you can't escape it, and it's like fuck, dude. But. I don't possess the ultra superpower, but which I think is delusion, <laughs> right? Of just yeah. being like it's all okay, and like your family's on fire around you yeah. and shit. But have you ever have you had that you can talk about? Have you had a really motherfucker of a day in the last few years? Like the landmark day? Yeah, not not death, but like where it's just like you can't win and you just go to bed pissed. Um, no, because it feels like almost almost every week I have one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> 
I haven't I haven't had one in so long. I don't remember what they feel like. Really? The last like really motherfucker of a day was a few weeks after my dad died. Really? Yeah. Um. That's how I found out like half of my employees were stealing and had to get rid of. Them. God. I mean, I I dwell on shit a lot, but I I also don't. I brush a lot of stuff off too, just because um, I don't really care. I think you settle for things like your core being is petty and yeah. like hold on to it. Grudge match forever. They wronged you in 1997. But I do that because I like that. I like being petty, but I don't like feeling the bad things. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll brush a lot of those off. But if it's something I can latch on to petty wise, I, lo- I love to, oh, yeah. to just fucking, hold that resentment. You just yeah. turn that screw on them. But, it, but it's petty stuff, though. So it's it it's all superficial stuff on them for the most part, but the deep down like heavy feeling involved shit that shit brushes off to the no no box. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll come out in twenty years yeah. at a family reunion. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how I make it through life because I have a lot of those days, and they just get put into the no no box. What's the pettiest thing you've held against somebody? Like I'd what? have to think about that because there's a lot of and you've never done anything petty. Right. Um, I'm sure I have. Petty okay. person. <laughs> like, I'll give you an example. Have you ever known anybody that was like a habitual like one upper with everything, good and bad? Because I have a buddy who I, I I used to know very well. I still know him, but I, not as well. He worked with us, and <laughs> he would always he had his he had this jeep. That he would always like fucking throw shit at the window. Like he would just fuck up his own car. He was like, it's a piece of shit Jeep. Look at this. And he'd fucking beat it up, mm-hmm. throw trash on it, whatever. One day, me and my buddy were leaving work early to go to a concert. And I saw a shopping cart in our parking lot. And I was like, let's throw it on top of his car. He hates this car. He's not going to care. We placed a shopping cart. Didn't throw it on top. We placed a shopping cart upright on the hood of his, on the roof of his Jeep in between the bike rails. It wasn't rolling anywhere. There was no chance of it fucking up anything, right? Mm-hmm. I take my buddy to the concert. His car is still at the at, at our work. We come back from the concert and all the air is let out of his tires. What? For placing a shopping cart on top of his Jeep, he let all the air out of his tires, ruined two of his rims. Like, I, fucking crazy one-up, right? So do you know anybody that, that does that? I'm pretty petty like that, too. <laughs> you um, do eye for an eye, though. It you, is, you it is do not one step over. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when we were playing video games, when we were playing PUBG and, you know, somebody shoot me, you know <laughs> you what I mean? Cause, kill them. Yeah. Because <laughs> friendly fire, you know, you do a couple damage to me, just fuck around, shoot me. I turn around and just kill you. <laughs> Every time. I'm and like, it's be like, what, man, why'd you do that? I'd be like, dude, you know better than to shoot me. That's not even, why would you even do that? You would, you would do the equivalent of pinching codes on that game and he would gun you down in front of yeah. your family. Yeah. <laughs> What so about, I am fairly petty. What about Sea Child? He seemed like he was. I don't think he was petty so much as just a dickhead. <laughs> There's a difference. You know what I mean? Because you didn't have to do anything to him for him to do yeah, he that. Would just to go you. crazy on and you. And that's where I differ because I don't do anything to anybody unless they do it to me first. So your smart ass remarks that you do all the time, I come back at you and give you shit. But unless you would have done that, I would have never. You know what I'm saying? I would have never been a dickhead to you out of the blue in that fashion unless you throw a snide-ass remark. And you're, just the face you're making right now. I'm going to bring up the longest con you ever pulled on me. The longest con. 
I got to bring this up right now. I got injured at a sleepover one night thousands of years ago. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. We were at our friend Sea Child's house sleepover like we, we did very regularly. And I don't remember. I'm sure I did something. But I don't remember doing anything to anybody. And I remember we were laying down to go to bed. And I got hit with a pillow harder than anybody's oh. ever been hit. And the corner of the pillow happened to hit my eye, which was open. And it fucking, it hurt so bad. I immediately freaked out. I didn't know who did it. I didn't know if it was you or Sea Child. And it, like, it had me questioning my life for like a week. Because I didn't know why you fucking assholes conspired to fuck me up. So I got to hear it. Do you remember this? I, I don't think I did that one. I, uh, okay. there, there you, is, you would own up on. There is one that I think I would admit to, and that was the one. And you kicked me in the face? When when did I kick you in the face? When you and Seachow kicked me in the face at the big party at his house? I, I thought you were, no, I didn't kick you in the face. I wouldn't do that, first and of I all. And I woke up and attacked J-Pat? I, I don't, I, I wouldn't physically do that to you. There are, however, a, a couple of things. No, I thought you were talking about that one where they put the hot dog in your mouth and you thought I did that. That, that was that party. That was that same one. And, and I think we did. I, I think I participated in drawing a mustache on your face, but I did not because that's gross to me. I don't like, I don't want to handle a raw hot dog anyways. That just kind of, <laughs> but somebody did put a hot dog in your mouth while I was asleep. Yeah. And then they took a Polaroid of it. Yeah. And luckily his mom grabbed it and. She like had it at her cubicle at her desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thank you, Cindy. I wouldn't. I don't. I, I didn't do that. Now, one thing I think I did do that we argued about for a while was I think I did hit you in the face with a pillow at the bearded guy's house whenever oh, Bolt yeah. was going home. Yeah, I, I think me and him were going at it, and you were, were caught in between. I was trying to lay down on that couch, and you got and real were pissed. fucking each other up over me, yeah, because you were behind the couch, and he mm-hmm. was at the floor at the foot of the couch, yeah, and y'all were fighting over me. And then, do you remember that? Who was that girl that kept coming in there? I don't know. One one thing that I, I'll tell you, I am that petty person you were talking about. Yeah. One night, somebody teabagged me remember straight balls on my face who at one of those parties are you serious yeah oh shit yeah oh, the little guy yeah i forgot about that yeah oh and you no it, it wasn't was it teabag or somebody like put their ass crack on it was my his face ass crack on your nose yeah it was a uh, mm yeah yeah and nobody i didn't because i didn't wake up so i didn't know and then i had to hear about it from everybody and i got him back by throwing a full-size bible 10 feet in the air, landing on, on his, his face, face while his he was asleep. <laughs> that is one-upping. And fucked his lip up, remember? He was bleeding everywhere. Yeah, it broke his braces and it, it cut into his mouth. But you know what? He was you a good what? sport about it because he was he like, he you're me. right, you're right. He knew. But that was a little much. <laughs> that was a little, <laughs> took that it was to a little he was one-upping. Like, uh, I put my little boy butthole <laughs> on your face and I didn't even touch. I just put it near your face and you were like, cool, here's a Bible from downtown. <laughs> Fucking NBA Jam I launched that bitch in the air too. I forgot about that. Dude. That's you, pretty petty. You fucked him up. And I remember it was the day after that we went to the mall and I was like, dude, you fucking... I, feel, I thought it was like that was when we went to Six Flags and Sea Child filled up was that it? cup with puke. 
because he gets car sick or whatever. Who gets car? Mm. Anyway, uh, I just remember one of those parties. I went to the mall. No, it was that fucking hot dog night. We went to the mall the next day, and I remember I went. I had to go take a piss in the mall, and I went and looked in the mirror, and I had a mustache on. <laughs> Y'all let me walk around the mall with a fucking mustache. Also, uh, just so everybody knows, don't fall asleep at white kids' houses between the age of eleven. And I 15. hated that. It was it was terrible, dude. Because I was always one of the first ones to sleep because I just could not I could not stay up as late as y'all, and it just fucking it's like, can we not just have a good time while we're all coherent? That would be great, dude. Well, not only that, but you would fall asleep like in the because you wouldn't go to the bed. You would fall asleep wherever the party was going on. Yeah, and then everybody was just doing wrestling moves the whole time <laughs> while you're asleep, and then eventually you just start getting kicked and shit. Yeah, and I was the same way. Like, I'm still this way. And my, fa- I know I'm gonna die in my sleep. Sweet, I, I know it because nothing wakes me up. Yeah, you, you know that. Like, dude, people would fuck with me. And I remember a long time ago in those apartments that uh, the bearded one lived in. Me and my ex girlfriend lived in them. And one night the fire alarm went off, and it was crazy, like the inner ear fire alarms that just wake everybody up. And I woke up like ten minutes into the fire alarm going off. She had tried to get me up out of bed and she couldn't. And she fucking ran and grabbed a neighbor and neither one of them could wake me up. And then I walked outside and everybody was was out there and she was all Whoa. crying thinking I was going to die and nobody could wake me up. It was, I slapped the piss out of you, dude. I was. I, that's what I want. Call me in. Yeah. Just, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, well, all right. <laughs> Make the phone call. Make yeah. the phone call. Uh, co- codename Bald Eagle is uh, <laughs> fallen. We need, to, we need to wake up call immediately. Call, call the doc codes. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I walked out there and she was all crying. I was like, "What? What the fuck's going on?" She was like, "The alarm's been going." She just left you. She tried to get everybody in there to fucking like go wake me up. But then I think they would all realized at that time that the, the building wasn't burning, so whatever. Gotcha. But but yeah, like she was like, "Me and and two neighbors tried to wake you up and you wouldn't get up." And then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna die in a fire. <laughs> like it's gonna happen." Anyway, what what you got? What you get to close us out on? Um, I got a lot of things, man. We already went over the, f- over the fence or through the gate. <laughs> um, there's some of this, these topics that I want to spend a lot more time on, though. All right, let me ask you a point blank, point blank question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you go to space right now? Guys from NASA walk in your house and they say, "Hey, man, we need an astronaut. Three weeks of training. You're gonna get paid your yearly salary. So no." No nothing, and you get your job whenever you get back. Mm-hmm. We're going to take you down to Houston. We're going to train you on it. You're going to be on the next shuttle to space. Not even the moon, just to the ISIS. Like, okay. Yeah, I'd go to the ISIS. <laughs> to the ISIS? That's what you said. I said ISS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely be radicalized <laughs> and go to the ISIS. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I knew that's what it was, International Space Station, but I thought you knew a, 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 new acronym a different for acronym. It? I was like, okay, sure. If you that's say what the Russians call it. Yeah. So, no, I'd go to the space station. So if they rolled up in here and they were like, your job's going to be cool, your salary's paid for, your kids and wife. The only problem I'd have is dumping, dude. Who's, it's hard for me to this? dump two two streets down or at the Walmart across the street. Imagine dumping not on this planet. <laughs> dude, um, what is it like using the... What is it like taking a shit? Do they have to like poop into a bag? Like, Do you think they have to... They got to do something, man. Yeah, I don't know. Especially I don't know all the science behind that. Especially if you have like a really runny dude. It just starts. Well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, isn't almost everything you're eating up there liquefied anyways? Yeah. So you're. Are you pissing out most of the waste? I don't know. That's definitely the first question is I would have at orientation though. 
I don't think I would do it. You know, uh, Mr. Codes, you got any questions? How does the piss and shit situation work up there? <laughs> well, because think about it. Like, they don't want water getting on the instruments, right? Yeah. So there's got to be, A, there's probably a bathroom. Well, there's not enough. They don't. Dude, I don't know. What I don't know. What the fuck? I think if, if they rolled in and asked me that question, I'd probably say no. Because I don't think I could handle... My stomach is so weak with gravity shifts. Oh. With roller coasters and stuff, I... I throw up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be able to handle getting out of the atmosphere. I'd probably die of a tummy ache. I think I don't have huge claustrophobia issues, but I think being in that area, knowing that you can't escape that area, I think that would fuck with me. But that's just like this, you know, uh, people that are uh, in the Navy and stationed in a sub Submarine, or something like, like one that. One of our high, uh, bodies going up. Yeah. But I think the most terrifying thing, same thing for a submarine though, if something fails here, oh you're fucked. You dude. there's no, there's, there's no, no plan. chance. You're fucking dead. Yeah. Like immediately frozen, exploded into a million pieces. Like, but that might be that might be somewhat um, calming, knowing that there's there's no there's no reason to even attempt to um, uh, come up with a plan or anything because there's, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you're, you're dead. You know what I mean? I just, that takeoff, like, I'll tell you a really quick story. My stomach is very weak. The first time I went to Six Flags, you know that fucking ship, the Conquistador? Fuck yeah. Right? I can't handle that. Are you serious? Cannot handle that. Can you handle handle the uh, sombrero? No. I can barely handle the Judge Royce Green. That, that feeling of your stomach moving. That's the whole reason to ride a roller coaster. It's a waste of money for me. And I tried to go a couple years ago with my wife. Giant waste of money. Really? Both of us couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle it either? And, or is she, she just doing that out of sympathy? No, no. We fucked up big time. We went and read the, rode the Judge Royce Green. And she was like, wow, that was way worse than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, that was more intense than I remember. But I think we're okay. Let's go ride this other ride. The Titan. <laughs> no, I didn't read the intensity levels. We went right to the Riddler. I haven't. I saw that. Is it a good ride? <laughs> you like feeling <laughs> your stomach and your fucking asshole and your throat at the same time. So it's it it pendulums and rotates and it oh. goes way higher than you think. Nice. So we were watching everybody. So from so from the outsider's perspective, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. It looks like it's going slow. You get in that chair, dude. Fuck no. It's immediate. You can't do roller coasters. I, that feeling of your stomach moving, the gravity shit. I can't do it. it my stomach. But that's why people ride it, though. I, I know. But like for me, it just makes me want to throw up everywhere. And I, yeah. So, but why would you think that Six Flags would be a good idea at all? Because I was an adult, and I was like, I haven't been here since I was a kid. We're gonna try it again. Neither one of us. We, we rode like four rides, and we were like, we'll go to the little kid land and then leave. <laughs> it sucks. Oh my god. But, but anyway, I want to tell this story real quick. My dad took us when we were kids to the Six Flags. And he drank like six beers in the parking lot before we went in, you know, when we walk into the fucking Six Flags and he's like, we haven't eaten all day. We got to get, we got (laughs) to get food in us. Otherwise, he wanted to soak up the beer. Yeah. I'm not stupid, but we go in and we get a pizza, a large pepperoni pizza and we eat it. I was real fat at the time. I ate like half that bitch myself. My dad ate the other part and then my brother ate like one slice. We get on the Conquistador. It starts going, and I'm like, Dad, I don't feel good. And it's not even at its peak height yet. And, dude, it goes up, comes down, 
goes up again. I look at my dad and I fucking bleh, and I threw up and it like hovered and it hovered in the air because the thing was going oh down again. Oh my god! And it fucking this girl right in front of me. It just went all in her hair. <laughs> so then her boyfriend, they're like teenagers. Her boyfriend looks over and sees it and then he throws up and it was total like fucking uh, sandlot. sandlot shit, dude. The time we got off of there, my dad had a really strong stomach, and at the very end of it, he threw up because of how much puke was all over him. It was fucking horrible, dude. I can't do that stuff. My stomach is so weak. I just throw up everywhere. Really? So you wouldn't be able to do that slingshot thing? Where Fuck no. <sighs> I've always wanted to because I like the idea of it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not afraid of the, the heights. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of me throwing up everywhere. Like that feeling of me just getting queasy, I just can't handle it. That's funny. No, it sucks. So anyway, based on that, NASA worlds into my house and be like, man, I'd love to see space. Like that's one of my all time dreams as a kid. Sorry, bro. Got to let you down. It would be cool, but I have a feeling I'd get up there and I'd take a couple pictures and I'd be like, we done. Yeah. Month three, you'd be like, all right, man. Yeah. Can we go back? Uh, What if they, what if on the space station is coming out? So (laughs) what what if on the space station you get up there? And it's just all the double meat Chipotle burritos you want and that recliner. And you're all by yourself. No other crewmates. Oh, have you ever seen that movie um, with, uh, what is it, Astronaut Man or Astronaut Boy with Harlan Williams? Mm-mm. Balloon you, Boy? No, he was, stuck up, he was stuck up in a space station or something and he just had the whole place to himself and he's just like eating all the food. and. So yeah. That's what I'm asking. Would you do that? Fuck yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> If I didn't have to do anything, and what like if, if you go up there, they're gonna be like, "Okay, here's your objectives. Like, go ahead." No, and no, take you don't have to this. do anything. It's got your TV, your Xbox, which is still connected to Earth Internet, your fucking recliner, Chipotle burritos, and frozen pizzas, and all the drinks you want. Yeah, I would do that. And you have to stay up there for a year. A year. And you don't get to talk to anybody on the planet besides people that play. No video problem. Games <laughs> you had me and not talk to anybody. <laughs> For a whole year. A, whole, a year's a bit much, just in that confined... Well, so the space station's fairly large, right? It's got a lot of compartments. It's just, they're all going to be pretty tight. But you're floating around in zero G. You're going to lose all your muscle. All that muscle. <laughs> no, I'm not... I didn't. <laughs> um, a year's a bit much. I could probably do a six-month stint. And you can't talk to your wife or kids? Again. Done. <laughs> You're like, again. Sign could, me up. I could do a six-month skit. Yeah. No baseball games. No no ballet. Right. No Labor Day <laughs> decorations. No yeah, No having to pick up dog poop, all that stuff. Oh. I, could, I couldn't be an astronaut because of the takeoff. That's another job I couldn't do. What a pussy, dude. We're going to end it there, folks. Uh, <laughs> next week, we're going to be answering some uh, some listener email. We got a lot piled up. But uh, until then, do you have anything you want to say to the folks? Nope. At all? No. You don't like them that much? Well, I mean, I we just talked for an hour. I, I said a lot of things to the, the people. Well, I guess they need Goodbye. Goodbye. You're talking to fucking cut him off. <laughs>